All right, good evening. It's uh, Jace the Doctor here, actually at uh, 7.45 p.m. on Monday night. Hope you all are doing well, and hope everybody is, uh, yes, that is the sound of a car in the car yet again. And one of the joys of doing podcasts in the car is you get to hear all the things about in the car, outside the car. It's really just a, a true professional production here. Um, anyway, thank you for those who listen and continue to listen and leave reviews. Let's jump right into this. I want to do a quick, short little uh, adventure into the world of sugar. Um, it's a subject... I think comes up with everything that we talk about, but I also think it's something that's a little bit misunderstood because most people, especially parents, I think, think that sugar is really the culprit. Like sugar is really what's causing everything. And in a sense, it is causing a lot, but it may not be the end all be all. So what do I mean by that? Well, listen, sugar is, we know sugar is the number one cause of inflammation in the body, right? So inflammation sets off everything and that's anything you could think of that affects a human in a negative way typically has inflammation either as the cause or part of it so but sugar was never meant to be bad it's not something we've created sugar is you know a either a uh a natural product like cane sugar or it comes from fruit um you know or it comes from another source that is natural so it's not like a synthetically derived thing. This isn't like Splenda or you know something along those lines, which we know are toxic. Sugar's really not a bad thing. It's just how we've learned to use it and how it's become uh, way too much a part of our lives. And also the way in essence it's kind of doctored to uh, change from its original state, which causes other issues. Here's the true lowdown with sugar. Most parents try to limit the amount of sugar their children have. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you don't even know how much they're having. And sometimes you think you are, but you're not. And really the best thing, if you listen to the last podcast, I, I talked a little bit about how to determine how much sugar they're having over the course of a day. And then you can um, you know, make that into a week, a month, and, and so-and-so. Um, once you've got that visual, then you can really see how to, how to limit the sugar, but also limit the sources, you know, like better to come from fruit, uh, organic fruit, and also, you know, uh, even um, vegetables. I mean, everything has sugar in it. But the overall sugar intake has to be, has to be uh, limited at some point. And no matter what the source of sugar, it still can cause inflammation, especially if that inflammation has already started. But the good thing is, is that by taking that sugar down, you can take the inflammation down just as easy. And it's really only one cause. I mean, it's a major cause in, in, in both children and adults. And by removing it or, or limiting it severely, uh, dramatically can take down inflammation in both. Uh, there are other sources of inflammation, but it is the major one. But really what you have to stay, understand with sugar is, number one, organic sources are always going to be the best because you're not only getting sugar, but when you're not getting organic, you're getting everything else that was on that um, fruit or plant or whatever it was that the sugar came from. So although it's not listed on the label, you can be getting sugar that has pesticides and herbicides and fungicides and all of this stuff within the sugar, which is obviously not good. So organic, number one, is important. I mean, organic in general is important, 
but on the topic of sugar, organic is, is definitely important. Number two is you must really take a hard look at how much sugar your kids are ingesting. You have to look at their foods, their drinks, their snacks. You have to take a good snapshot to get a feel for it. I mean, some of you have kids that are drinking things like sports drinks and they're getting enough sugar in one day that you shouldn't even get in the course of a couple of weeks. You know, you don't even, uh, I'll tell you one thing uh, I noticed one day, which I, I decided just to take a look at it because I was curious was um, like an iced tea, like these iced tea bottles, these big iced tea bottles, which are similar to like the big Gatorade bottles. They have more sugar than sports drinks. I mean, some of them, if they drink the bottle, it's a hundred plus grams of sugar. And you're talking like um, 20 plus teaspoons of sugar just in that one drink. So you have to get a handle on it. You have to really look at their overall diet, figure out how much sugar they're, they're intaking and see how to cut it down from there. Because I guarantee you, even if they're not just eating straight sugar, the kids that are the carboholics, which are the pastas, the breads, the bagels, you know, pizza, all that stuff, they're taking in a lot of sugar too. It's just in a different form. Um, you know, that goes for even things like rice, grains. Um, it's really interesting. If you look at uh, populations, I've worked with a lot of people who are Filipino and people that were from the Philippines or uh, came here from the Philippines or, or live here with a family from the Philippines, one of the big staples they have is rice. And, you know, rice breaks down into sugar, but they eat rice with everything. And it's, if you look at the stats of men, uh, Filipino men who follow this traditional diet, their heart disease is off the chart. Their diabetes and, 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 and other related type stuff because of their diets, because of the amount of rice that they eat. So you must, must, must get a hold of that. Um, but bigger than this is understand that sugar is not necessarily the culprit. Like it's not just, it's sugar. I mean, listen, if your kids are eating Fun Dip, uh, for those of you who remember, actually, I think Fun Dip is still out, but for those of you who remember Fun Dip, you know, like the sugar stick dipped in sugar, um, if your kids are eating Fun Dip, I mean, it's pretty obvious they're getting way too much sugar. But if you're giving them little bits of sugar throughout the day and snacks, little bits here and here, here and there, here and there, it still adds up. You got to look at it. But I'm not opposed to a certain amount of sugar. They're going to get it. Obviously, in the better their diets, the less sugar they're going to get or better forms of sugar, whether it's in fruit, vegetables, that source. There are way more to me, way more important things, though, that you should be watching for in their diet than sugar mainly um, dairy, which is always my big thing. Um, synthetic dyes, another big thing. Non-organic foods because of the amount of stuff that you're not seeing that's inside. To me, the biggest threat to foods that you consume are not what you can see. It's everything that you can't see, taste, smell, or touch. And that's the problem, really. These, to me, are much bigger issues than the amount of sugar a child is eating. Now, again, I'll preface that, though, with saying if it's obvious that these kids are eating a ton of sugar, yes, that is a problem. I'm not saying it's not. But if their sugar is kept at a minimum, 
it's not the issue. Eliminating the major causes of sugar, easy. Get rid of straight up things that are sugar, candy, soft drinks, uh, so- soda, uh, which is a soft drink, sports drinks, um, obvious stuff, you know, cookie, things that are, things that are, uh, should be limited anyway, cookies, desserts, ice cream, that type of stuff. All that should be limited. But if it's limited, you can't, sugar is not top on my list as far as what's causing a lot of the stuff. It's the other things that I talked about. You have to take a holistic view of their diet. When I looked at children's diets, when I was in practice over the years, I always looked at everything. I needed to know everything they ate, everything they drank, everything that they put in their mouth, vitamins, um, anything that they ingested, medications, anything that went into their system. Because it gave me a, a, a big overall view of what they were eating. And, you know, like most of us, when kids get to a certain age, you know, their diets are pretty consistent. They like certain things, that's what they like to eat. As adults, we do the same thing. We're usually not very, um, uh, we don't like to uh, have different stuff all the time. We like certain things and that's what we eat. So it's not very difficult when you do a diary on a child, a seven day diary of what they're eating, to to get patterns. And in those patterns, then you can remove and replace. Sugar's part of it, but it's not the biggest thing. So. You know, listen, if they're going to have it, obviously organic fruits, vegetables, um, always the best source if they're going to get sugar, right? They're going to, you're going to go 80, 20 on the sugar, you know, again, 20%, you're going to let go. I get it. That still can be limited. 20% doesn't mean fun dip, you know, 20% means school party where they had a cookie or a cupcake or something. Um, but take into account the broad picture. There's a lot more to it. So I'm going to leave it at that. But I will say this too. If you need help, I go over a lot of things here. If you need help really kind of breaking this down, please let me know. I'm going to offer this to you for those of you who listen to this podcast. If you would like a complimentary look at your child's diet to see what should change and what needs to change, especially if your child has an issue, I'm going to open it up to the first 20 people who email me. You can email me at drj1k at gmail.com. It's drjay1k, the number one, the letter k, at gmail.com. I'm going to open it up to the first 20 people. I will do a free analysis of your child's diet, which means a seven-day diary that you will you will compose for me. I will go through it. And we will either do a uh, live or we'll do a phone call and I'll go through it with you and tell you what I think should change to help change your child for the better. It's not that hard to, to me. It's, you know, it's just become another language that I've become fluent in. It's, it's like English. It's like speaking English. I, I, I'm fluent in looking at a child's nutritional profile and saying, this is what needs to be done to change it. So I'm here, I'm going to help, I'm going to help a bunch of you. Maybe I'll be do more, but definitely the first 20. Email me, drj1k at gmail.com. Let me know you're in, say you'd like to do this. You don't have to send me the diary yet, but just let me know that you're in. Um, if you know somebody who you think this would benefit, let them know. Again, email me, 
I will take the first 20, definitely, maybe more. Let's see who takes me up on my offer. And uh, then we'll even go through it. I'll go th- anonymously. Uh, I'll go through it on, on a podcast and read some of these diets. So you guys can listen and see what's on these things and, and take, you know, because a lot of this stuff is going to be similar in a lot of kids' diets. But you'll be able to take that and, um, you know, use the information and change your own kids' diets. So anyway, drj1k, gmail.com, first 20 or so people, I will help you do the diet history and check it out and see what we can do. Okay, <coughs> made it home, didn't get lost, didn't yawn, but I'm about to lose you because I'm going into an area where I'm going to lose signal. So I'm going to leave it at that. Chase the doctor. I'm out.